Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's our favorite time of the year here at The Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. Welcome to Checking In with Michelle Williams, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. Everybody just breathe. I think we can all benefit from this upcoming conversation with Chibs Okereke. After severe burnout that had a disastrous effect on his mental health, Chibs left the corporate world to reset, recover, and repair the damage to his mental health. And during his time off, he discovered practical, scientifically validated tools and techniques to overcome stress, difficult emotions, negative thinking, and guess what? Overthinking. How many of us do that? So he has since made it his mission to share these tools with us. I know I can definitely overthink. I call myself processing or just thinking of all the possibilities. I've got to peel back the layer of the onion. I got it. It's just so much. So I'm excited to have him on today's episode. So if that's you, Take a listen. Let's get going. Let's get going. You guys know that I say it every episode, but the episodes just get gooder and gooder. I know that's not like a real word, but I'm very excited to have Chibs Okereke. He's a stress and burnout specialist, meditation teacher, and accredited mindfulness facilitator, and an instructor and narrator for Calm, which is the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. I am a user of it. You guys, please welcome all the way from Sydney, Australia, <laughs> Chibs Okereke. <laughs> Thank you very much. Lovely to be here. It is so good to be here. Thank you so much for your time. So I also wanted to add that you are the MBSR facilitator. Mm. What is MBSR? Oh, mindfulness-based stress reduction. So it's uh, it was started maybe over four decades ago now by John Kabat-Zinn. And I did my teacher training at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. So they've got like a center for mindfulness there. So it's all very research based. So even though, don't tell anyone, uh, it's based on Buddhist practices, but we kind of strip all the Buddhism out of it, strip all the philosophy and the kind of, you know, the, the spirituality out of it. And then we teach the bare bones. Okay. So it's all the, so, so as not to scare the 
average, <laughs> average skeptic. Mm-hmm. So when you say you took out all the spirituality part, so that means it's something that we all need. We all can do whether you subscribe to a religion or not. Absolutely. I guess what I'm trying to say is as long as you are human, mm. You need these practices. You need to breathe. You need to find a way to release your stress. Mm-hmm. If you're human, if you're a human, shucks, even your lapsu apsu that you showed us, yes. she needs to be rubbed. And you know, they say they love massages to re- every living being, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Everything living has to find a way to release stress. I wanted to also unpack what you mean by former founder and striver. Mm, former founder and striver. Okay, so you've been reading up on my website. Yes, <laughs> good job, yes, good job. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I was, I was an entrepreneur back in the day and I had businesses, ran businesses, pretty successful. So I guess I'll, you know, maybe I'll kind of go into the story of them, why I've got an interest in, in stress and burnout. So. As I said, I was an entrepreneur, so probably for about, maybe this was like 2015. I can remember sitting in my apartment and I was overlooking the Harbour Bridge, overlooking the Opera House, you know, had a very beautiful, fancy apartment, very exclusive block in Sydney. Were you on Macquarie? I wasn't, I wasn't, I was in Potts Point. I was overlooking the Harbour Bridge there. I had, um, I had like 360 degree views of the city. So I could see Macquarie. I could see Macquarie. But, um, (laughs) but yeah. So, and I had my, uh, I had my convertible Mercedes in the garage. I had the Rolex on my wrist. I was traveling around the world, first class and business class. So, you know, everything was perfect. My companies were turning over millions of dollars a year, but I had a few problems. So one, I was stressed, two, I was depressed, and three, I really didn't want to be here anymore. You probably worked out it has a happy ending, so you don't have to worry just yet about me. <laughs> Before you knew it was stress and depression, was that because of an assessment, a diagnosis? How did you know that it was burnout? Yeah, well, this is it. You don't usually, if you're the average person, you don't know. You know, you really don't know what's what's going on. You just the symptoms start happening to you. So for me, it was stress-related symptoms. So I was having, I would often like wake up at three o'clock in the morning, just hear my heart pounding and then hear my heart stop and then start again. I was like, what is going on? So good luck getting to sleep after, <laughs> after you're noticing that, you know, your heart's skipping beats and things like that. And I mean, it was, it was very difficult for me to get to sleep. Once I did get to sleep, it was really easy for me to wake up. I was really cynical. I was really kind of, um, you know, I thought everyone was out to get me. I lost a bunch of IQ points. You know, I just couldn't make decisions like I used to be able to. I was exhausted. I was kind of, you know, mentally, physically, spiritually, psychologically exhausted. So everything was just really, really difficult. And I was, yeah, kind of disconnected and just wanted to be by myself. And, you know, the only person I really wanted to hang out with was my daughter. So, you know, thank God for little Ziggy. She kind of kept me grounded through the process. So, you know, even though I say, you know, I didn't want to be here anymore. Luckily for me, I had Ziggy to make it so that I had no option but to remain here and work my way through it. 
So it was, yeah, it was a really tough time and it took a while for me to realize what was going on. And then when I realized what was going on, then I had to basically pack up everything that I was doing, resign from everything that I had anything to do with, and I had to just heal. But I fell off the cliff, you know? I fell off that burnout cliff. And many people are on their way to the burnout cliff. And so my job, the way I see it, is to, okay, let's bring you back. Because falling off the cliff, you can still recover. Of course, you can still recover from it. I did, and my life is great now. However, it's much easier to step away from the cliff than it is to <laughs> climb all the way back up once you've burnt out. Yeah. Mm. Because you spend a lot of that time, instead of moving forward, you have to spend a lot of time healing and getting up again. And yeah. that's the sucky thing mm. about falling into depression. I know you have probably had this, ain't no probably, you've had this question thrown at you, this question I'm about to ask. You had it all. And someone would say, how can you have had it all, but you found yourself depressed, stressed, and burned out? Because of my own journey with depression, people are like, well, how, how could you travel around the world? I'm hearing you say first class, business class. And by the way, I think the airline is Qantas has one of the best first business classes. Air New Zealand, one of the best. So you're the best. You said the Rolly, the Mercedes. So people actually are striving to have these things. And they kind of get pissed off when they hear people say, mm. I had it all but I was stressed, burnt out and depressed. Mm. What do you say? Well, I guess one word that I would question is like, what does is, what is all mean? What does having it all mean? And what I had was a very narrow aspect of life, okay? And that was the material side. And the material side is is great, okay? So, But that's just one of many things that brings wholeness or joy or fulfillment to your life. So. Yeah, you can have it all. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have good people around you, if you don't have your health, if you don't feel like you've got enough time to do anything that you want to do, then it's just a small part of your life. And so for me, it was, and, and we're caught up in that delusion. You know, I like to, you know, if I was to use Buddhist terms, it would be, you know, we're kind of living in that world of illusion. So to kind of make it, you know, take the spirituality out of it. No, that's a great. A bit of delusion. This podcast is, we everything everybody likes. So don't, mm -mm. Mm. Yeah. we're free over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, you know, as you probably know, like we have to be careful with language these days. So it's kind of important because language can be kind of a bit ostracizing to certain groups. Correct. Got it. So people start hearing me talking about, you know, chakras and Buddhism and stuff like that. That can switch some people off and almost trigger some people. That's why MBSR mm -hmm. has all the spirituality stripped out of it. And even though I'm very spiritual myself, you know, I'm just careful about what I say and who I'm who I'm saying it to so that the message can get through, you know, because we want the message to get through, but we don't want to have to work, you know, fight past people's That's barriers. True. That's true. Because when you mention anything spiritual, people think religion mm. or church or all the restrictive things that they feel comes along with those terms. Mm. So I absolutely understand what you're saying. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. 
That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with the Black Effect Podcast Network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. I've been seeing a lot of people step down from various professions because of burnout. I'm sure you are too. You also work with corporations, which I'm so excited about. Y'all, he does do one-on-ones, but he also works with corporations. I am so glad that corporations are having these cool, I want to call them even a like healing hubs, a safe place where people can go to because I feel like you work so hard to attain this role, this job that sometimes that athlete that's all they've worked for is to get the Super Bowl, get the Olympic gold medal, get the this, and then they find themselves on the other side of it depressed. Yeah. When you're seeing people step down from various professions because of burnout, is there one root, uh, the common thread? Is there one particular thing that you're seeing that everybody deals with that deals with burnout? I don't know if there's one particular thread because, I mean, burnout can come in many different forms. So the burnout that we all were all most familiar with and what springs to mind when we imagine burnout is corporate burnout, you know, so work-related burnout. But really you can be burnt out in any, let's call them, you know, kind of job, any job that you have. So you can have a job as a parent, you can have a job as a caregiver, you can have a, a job as a partner even, you know, and so you can still, you can still burn out even if it's not work related. So anything that you're, you know, like as a parent, it's a, it's a job and there's a pressure for me to perform as a father, you know? And so if my stress levels are too high, so what the thread is, the thread is stress. Okay. So that's, so that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at stress first and foremost, and that's, the way that I view the world. That's the lens through which I see the world. And in particular, I see it through the nervous system. Okay. So again, I'm, I'm, 
probably because I was a former skeptic. I've got a very scientific approach and a very scientific view to, to what's going on. And it's real, and it's real simple, you know, like most of us, especially in, in this modern day world, we're all in that low level fight or flight, that low level anxiety, low level stress day in, day out. And so the, the, the longer we're in that state for, then the body starts getting used to it. So it's like, oh, okay, so we're living in a dangerous environment now, are we? Because that's what I'm being told. Those are the signals that are being reinforced. So day after day after day of stress, even if it's low-level stress, the nervous system starts fixing itself to be good in that state for the rest of its life, right? So it starts being just constantly alert, constantly overreactive, constantly everything feels urgent. What's that? How much have I got to do on my to-do list? You know, I haven't got enough time in my day. So it's that feeling, it's that feeling that you never have enough time. And then what do we do about that? Do we push through, which most people do, even if, you know, back in the day, I'd be writing an email and I'm feeling stressed and my, my shoulders are up by my ears. Like now I'd be like, do I need to write that email right now? Let me put my shoulders down, take a breath. Maybe I do, maybe I don't. If it is super important, but I need to have that clarity <laughs> to know whether or not it is important or not, then push through, fight through, do what you need to do, okay? Some things genuinely are urgent, but I would suggest that nine times out of 10, maybe 99 times out of 100, that thing that feels super important, like clearing your email inbox at 10 p.m. at night, isn't that important. <laughs> it sure is not. Y'all that are listening, People that text you, and just because you have your phone right here, they also make you feel like you have to respond right away. Mm. And I won't even say family because I'm away from my family, so I kind of get why they, no, you didn't answer this text. And I was like, I was on set. So family, I might excuse because I get it. You don't see me every day, but there are some things where you're like, no, this don't make people make you feel like I could be scrolling, looking at licorice that I'm going to order on Amazon. That don't mean I want to answer your text or your email chips. Like, yeah. you know, when you finally left to do the three R's, when you finally left to reset, recover mm -hmm. and repair the damage to your health, how did you discover this practice that you do now? Mm. Was it a friend, a Google, how did you discover? This practice. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It was very, uh, very rock star introduction to uh, MBSR. But uh, I went to a, uh, you know, so I was doing my my kind of eat, pray, love thing. I was like, right, I'm going to go and do my healing journey. And you know, so I was uh, I, one one of the first things that I did was I went to because I, I love Ramdas. Do you know much about Ramdas? Ramdas, no. Yeah, so he's a wonderful like you can listen to one of his lectures online so he he used to be a harvard professor and then he left okay. he kind of got into psychedelics and so everything got a little bit controversial while he was at harvard and then he went and found a guru in india and then he came back and kind of integrated that kind of yeah. okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so he's an amazing speaker really inspirational at the time, he'd had a stroke, and so he wasn't as eloquent as he was. But anyway, he still held retreats. So I went to a Randas retreat on Maui. I know, poor me. Like, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to, um, yeah, so Ryan Death Retreat in, in Maui and then, yeah, ended up getting in with the kind of that spiritual crowd. And it was like a really, you know, I've never experienced like cool spirituality. So it was a bit kind of, I guess, from, from my perspective, a little bit ego in there as well, you know, but, you know, very cool people, like, you know, people that I met on the retreat, like there was like some lady who back in the day, 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 like in the 70s, she was like the editor of Vogue, you know, and it was like, you know, so it's all this like real cool hippie set from, uh, and, and they were really, you know, but they were spiritual, but they still enjoyed nice things you know so I was like okay I can I, I could sign up for this you know because I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not quite ready to walk around the world barefoot yet you know living in caves and, <laughs> and, and you know stripping myself bare but you know it was a really nice way of kind of I was like yeah this is an integration you can still have nice things you can still do nice things but you can still be spiritual and whatever spiritual means to you but spiritual to me just means anything that's bigger than myself you know, am I, am I aware that there's something bigger than me out there, you know, that I'm part of? So if I can feel that link and that connection, that to me is tapping into my spirituality. So it doesn't have to involve okay. God, could be nature, could be the universe, whatever you want to call it, could be your subconscious, you know, but yeah, for me, it's tapping into something, something bigger. So I found a way of, for me, the real kind of ambitious striver, a-type materialistic person. That was a nice introduction to spirituality for me. And then, yeah, I met up with an MBSR teacher there and, you know, found mindfulness. And it was like, this is perfect for me. This is practical. This is got nothing to do with, I don't have to believe any religion. I don't have to believe any philosophy. It's just try this. How does it feel? Does it feel good? Yes, no. All right. If it does, keep doing more of it. So that's all these mindfulness practices are you know i was about to say the word mindfulness we've been seeing that so much more and i'm actually glad about it i go to therapy but one of my closest dearest friends is dr caroline leaf she is a neuroscientist and she had come up with this 21 day brain detox Mm. so when i first heard of it I was like, oh, it must be a juice diet or a detox. You always think, or some type of liver pill that's going, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it detoxes the brain. Yeah, yeah. But you were saying some things about being aware, uh, spirituality of the things around you. And I was about to ask you, is that what you consider mindfulness? Mm. What is it? And how is it a tool to recover from burnout? Yeah. So mindfulness, oh. I guess I've maybe I've got two thoughts popping up in my head. So one is mindfulness is, yes, a tool. And the other one is kind of mindfulness is more of a way of living. So I use mindfulness in two ways. So when I work with clients, for example, I'm teaching them tools to reduce stress and burnout. So tools that you can use in the moment of stress and overwhelm, challenge, overthinking. What do I do when things get hard? Bring in that tool. And then also I want my clients to develop a daily mindfulness meditation practice so that over time they won't need to bring out their tools as often because they'll become more resilient they'll become more aware they'll become more in tune with and in flow with the world you know and so you just don't need to bring out that that breathing exercise because you won't get stressed the next time you're someone flicks the bird at you (laughs) when you're in traffic (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, you'll, that can start naturally washing over you or you can laugh about it rather than get angry. I'm clearly talking about personal experience here, but 
That's the hand raised yeah, it's quite, it, it, yeah, it's wow. quite funny because uh, I, I remember actually, I won't go into great detail about the first time someone flicked the bird at me, but the post mindfulness chibs version, the same thing happened and I could feel the anger rising. I was feeling it, you know, and it was quite kind of amusing to me. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I can feel that, but I didn't feel the need to turn my wheel and start following the guy, for instance. <laughs> you would have done that, Chips? Uh, never, never, never. Um, <laughs> as I say, we don't want to talk about my my uh, the old Chips. Let's talk about the new You chips. did say that. You did the new healed, recharged, reset. Exactly. Healed, the clinician. Yeah. That is teaching us this. Now, is this something we can use this technique at home? Like EMDR, you've heard of EMDR. It's something that's used in the therapist's office. Mm -hmm. It's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing for people with trauma. A lot of initials, a lot of letters, guys. Mm -hmm. Now we have the mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques. Mm. So I guess you just answered. I was going to say, can we use them at home? Or was this just for people who are on the job, sitting at their computer all day? You can use this at home in relationships. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, mindfulness is, as, as I say, it, there, there's tools that you can bring in. So, okay, I can feel my stress levels rising. Okay, what do I do? How do I bring my stress levels down? So I can do simple things like I could do a breathing exercise, which is not mindfulness, but I could do some breath work. I could do a mindfulness exercise. So I could just look around, pay attention to what's around me, listen to what's around me, notice how my body feels. And that is a mindfulness exercise, but I've got like dozens of tools mm. like that. Mm. And so what I do is I want my clients to basically test and measure each tool. How does this tool feel? And so we work together. Okay, how does this breathing exercise make you feel? Yeah, it makes you feel more relaxed. How about this breathing exercise? Okay, discard the ones that don't work, master the ones that do. So I went, for me, I've only got three or four tools that I use, even though I've got a toolkit of, you know, 50 different tools. But I've got my okay. go-to tools that work well for me. But my job is to take my clients through and work out you as an individual, what's the best, easiest fastest way to reduce your got it state farm insurance gets it representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity state farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us we all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did that begins with financial literacy State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey everyone, I am so excited. The Black Effect is live. This April 27th, the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival is headed to Atlanta's very own Pullman Yards. Last year was incredible, and this year will be even more thrilling, especially with Nissan coming back along for the ride. 
Nissan is returning with some empowering activations to support Black excellence in the STEAM fields. Have a podcast idea you've been eager to share with the culture? Well, Nissan is back with a Pitch Your Podcast Lounge. You'll have the chance to record your podcast idea and have it shared with a Black Effect podcast network team. But that's not all. Nissan is taking the stage to spotlight some of the HBCU scholars from their own Thrill of Possibility Summit, Nissan's action-packed weekend of community building, mentorship, and professional development for HBCU scholars pursuing professions in STEAM. The Black Effect Podcast Festival is the event to be at. You won't want to miss this because no matter where life takes you, Nissan will dial up the thrill of your adventures. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details. I'm so excited to ask this question because we hear a lot about the vagus nerve mm. and the nervous system. And I'm feeling like a nerd right now Let's go. because we hear the word triggered a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has a lot to do with how a person responds when they're triggered obviously has a lot to do with the vagus nerve and the nervous system. Y'all, I'm not the expert. He is. <laughs> what is that? What is the vagus nerve? I can tell you about the vagus nerve. So the vagus yes. nerve is the main parasympathetic nerve in the nervous system, right? So you've got the automatic autonomic nervous system, and that's the part of the okay. nervous system that controls everything that your body does without you having to think about it. So like heart rate, sweating, pupil dilation, breathing, that kind of so body temperature. So that's what the autonomic nervous system does now you've got two parts of the autonomic nervous system you said you wanted you said you wanted to get geeky so i'll get mildly geeky so i won't take more than a minute <laughs> i don't want anyone to get put off by any of the words but i just want you to have a general sense of what's going on so you've got the parasympathetic part of the nervous system the sympathetic the rest and digest and the fight or flight and we can't be in both at the same time Okay, so what we need to do to, to keep a body healthy and in balance is for the majority of its day to be in that parasympathetic rest and digest state. Now, when we're in that parasympathetic state, we feel more relaxed, our heart rate is lower, our body temperature is lower, our immune system is switched on so that we can fight viruses and diseases, our digestion is working properly, okay? When we're in fight or flight, blood rushes to our the, the muscles in our arms and our legs, heart rate gets elevated, breathing gets shallower and faster, and all the kind of healing, restful, nice things, nice healing, repairing parts of the body switch themselves off while we're in fight or flight because the nervous system thinks it's not important right now, we're in danger. So let's okay. take our resources from the digestion, Let's take our resources from the immune system and let's get ready for war. Okay. And so that's the state that we're in. Even when we're in a little low level chronic fight or flight, like even if we're just mildly irritated and reactive. Okay. That means we're in that fight or flight state. So we need to bring ourselves into balance. Otherwise we're going to have poor digestion. We're going to, you know, we're going to be yeah. getting colds and viruses the whole time. We're going to be not going to be able to sleep well because, of course, when we're in fight or flight, we spike with adrenaline and cortisol, which helps to keep us alert so that we're alert to the danger. But we don't want to have cortisol in our system all day because then we can't clear that cortisol and adrenaline at night. So we might be able to fall asleep, but 
our cortisol will wake us up at three in the morning, for example. So it's really important for us to be relaxed as often as possible. Oh. And back in the day, you know, or an animal in the wild, they're relaxing for most of the day. Even a zebra that is about to get attacked by a lion, all right, they're in fight or flight when the lion comes. When the danger's passed, they're back to hanging out and playing and drinking and frolicking or doing whatever zebras do. Whereas us as humans, unfortunately, we have this mind that keeps thinking about the dangers that may happen, think about the bad things that have happened to us, and we constantly plan and plot, how do I make sure that those things don't happen to me in the future? Which is great. It's an advantage for a human being. That's what got us to where we are today. You know, that got us to the top of the food chain. But it's a blessing that we have this self-reflection. It's also a curse. So we need to be able to override that somehow and, you know, know how to stop that intrusive thought, stop that constant worrying about the future, stop that constant dwelling about the past, you know? So, yeah, we kind of segued and twisted and turned. This is beautiful. I mean, I got so intentional about all of this that you're talking about. There's somebody that could be listening that's like, this is why I sabotage relationships. And I'm sure that what you're doing also helps somebody know like, okay, not that this is a, a dating episode, a relationship episode, but how you can also use this to soothe that hurt little girl in you or that hurt little boy in you. Or that afraid, that fearful little girl or that fearful little boy, because how we respond when someone, they might just be paying you a compliment or wanting to tell you how much you mean to them and you just totally run and you mm. self-sabotage. You're almost taking me back to a very dark time that I was in back in 2018. I've done a lot of work since then to respond correctly, but at the same time, I know what I want and I don't want And just because I'm more into mindfulness don't mean I'm going to settle for anything that tells me I'm beautiful either, okay? <laughs> but it's just making me, my heart go out to the person that sabotages relationships and maybe work-based opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping that when they're listening to this, they actually go to your website chibs.co where you actually offer some mental health quizzes for burnout anxiety and depression among other things they also have another type of company that was on there i was very intrigued like i wish i would have known that you resided in sydney mm. i would have been like oh my gosh just help me up my game in the mindfulness mm. world in person you are an instructor and teacher on calm app y'all he gets paid for this stuff but we have had a practitioner or two on here who would do just like a 60 second thing to calm us. Or I was going to ask, do you mind asking our listeners questions that they can be thinking of throughout the day? And y'all, then I'm going to ask you to go to chibs.co to finish the quiz and also get into where he is on the Calm app. Chibs Okereke, O-K-E-R-E-K-E. -E -E. So I've asked you a couple things. <laughs> All right. So there's plenty of free resources out there, you know, and I do a lot of stuff 
for free. And there's a lot of stuff on an app called Insight Timer. There's some of my, my meditations on there. Right. Insight Timer is a free app. Calm is very, you know, obviously it's high standard. It's a very beautiful app. But, you know, I just want people, you know, I don't mind giving things away for free. I've developed this trust in the universe over the last few years that if I <laughs> put one foot in front of the other, if I look at what's in front of me, if I do things that feel right, if I am generous, if I am grateful, then I get looked after. And it's pretty amazing. And, you know, it sounds a bit woo-woo, but it's pretty amazing how when you're in that right mindset and when you're very generous and you're just giving things away for free. Because I remember at the start of my journey, people were like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this for free. You, you know, you need to get paid. You need, oh. you need to value yourself. And, you know, and part of it was a bit of imposter syndrome and feeling awkward about asking for money. But part of it was, you know, I think I've got this. I think, you know, what's the worst that can happen? You know, just because I'm giving away things for free, but you know, it's helping people. That's making me feel good. And I'm in this game now. I'm in this game of life to make myself feel good, right? If material stuff makes me feel good, as I say, that's just one aspect of feeling good. Okay. So if I lose a bit of money there, but what I found is that all these people are oh, jibs. I went to your meditation on the beach two years ago. I've got a corporate workshop coming up. I want you to speak to my HR manager. Can you do a workshop for us? Yeah, I can. You know, so it comes to you, right? And I could have spent all my time there worrying about, oh, you know, am I giving too much away for free or what? But no, just give it out. Just give it out freely. There's one or 2% of people that don't appreciate it and, you know, will take advantage. But so what? It's it's fine as long as I'm I'm putting good stuff out there. Good stuff will come back to me. Not that that's what I'm expecting, but it will. <laughs> if you put the right vibes out there, things are pretty good. So yeah, there's plenty of free resources on my website. There's plenty of free meditations out there uh, for people. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> all, good. all good. Thank you so much. Lastly, from 2015 to now, the effects that social media could have on someone's stress. Do you think that social media elevates stress and comparison and all that stuff? It 100% does. You know, even just the phone, even just having the phone is triggering. I remember coming out of that 10 day silent retreat. I loved it. I hated it. I loved it. I hated it over those 10 days. But coming out of the retreat, I, as I was in San Francisco. I was at Spirit Rock. So mm -hmm. Jack Cornfield's place. So did a retreat there with him. Um, and then coming out, so I needed to arrange for my friend to come pick me up. And so I had to bring my phone out. And as soon as the phone came out, I could just feel just a layer of anxiety just wash over me. Like, oh, like I, suddenly I'm, I'm in this world that is not natural but i think we've just hardened our nervous systems to live in this unnatural world so i love technology you know just like i love material things but we need to find a way of balancing it out so i've got to be super careful with how much i use the app uh, how much i use the phone and how i use the phone and it can really suck you in because i mean their business is your attention you know, they make money, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, they make money from your attention. So they're grabbing your attention, they're hijacking it, and we're willingly giving up our attention, you know, so I can't really blame them. 
But we have to understand, we have to be able to take responsibility for ourselves and really limit. And again, just pay attention. How do these things make you feel? We're never doing that. So let's go back to your second question. <laughs> I get there in the end. So good. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, I would get your listeners to ask the question, how am I feeling? Checking in. How do I feel right now? What's going? This is very, very basic mindfulness. What thoughts are in my mind? What? sensations are in my body, what emotions are in my body, okay? If we can constantly check in, then we can course correct. So again, if I'm feeling a little bit weird about something, how am I feeling? What's going on? What am I doing? Okay, do I need to keep doing this? Yes, no, who knows? You know, and then you can just kind of move on. So you can just decide, is this important? No, all right, let me spend my time calming myself down then. And just notice how do things make you feel? Some people get really anxious after being on Instagram for an hour. Notice that, you know, some people don't. Some people, some people can be on Instagram for an hour, but people aren't paying attention. They just get sucked in because they're grabbing your attention. So it's all about us cultivating our attention, cultivating our awareness and practicing that. And yeah, and a very simple way of doing that is just checking in. How do I feel? Oh, I don't feel good. <laughs> I didn't know until I checked in. Wow. Y'all, I'm so glad. Of course, my heart is like, oh my gosh, he's saying check in, in check in, check in. Oh, there you go. See? But <laughs> please, y'all, please check in. And I, a lot of people say, well, all this costs too much. Therapy costs too much. The uh, No, something that he gave you costs nothing. You can check in and be mindful wherever you are. No matter what time it is, you can check in. Chibs Okereke, thank you so much for being with us today and checking in. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was lovely to be here. Lovely to meet you. What did y'all think? There are just so many tools out there that can help us lead such a great quality of life. There are so many tools and resources out there to make sure our mental health is just as amazing as our physical health and our outer appearance. Listen, I know I was on YouTube today trying to figure out how do I wash my tribal braids without making them frizzy? So that same energy can also be used to figure out, okay, well, how can I combat overthinking? How can I combat feeling anxiety? And I'm so glad that Chibs told us to check in. I do that every single morning and every single night and a few times during the day. But when I wake up in the morning, it's like, okay, girl, how you feeling? Today's gonna be a great day. But before I go to bed at night, I check in. I'm mindful about how I am also feeling before I go to bed at night. Did I have a conversation that irritated me? Did I read an email or something that upset me or hurt my feelings? Or, or did I think about something sad or whatever? So I just try to monitor. And like Chip said, check in with your thoughts and check in with how things people and environments check in with how they make you feel again you are loved and i hope this interview today was just as helpful to you as it was to me
Checking In with Michelle Williams is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, everyone. It's our favorite time of the year here at The Black Effect. We're heading to Atlanta for the 2024 Black Effect Podcast Festival, and we're not going alone. Nissan is back as our partner, and they're continuing their Pitch Your Podcast Lounge at the festival, where you'll have the opportunity to pitch your podcast idea live and share it with the Black Effect team. So get those podcast ideas ready. And remember, you can count on Nissan to dial up the thrill in your adventures, no matter where life takes you. Visit blackeffect.com forward slash podcast festival for more details.